Welcome to You Hate to Hear It, where three musicians listen to a song. We watch the video. We talk about the artist. We discuss the lyrics, maybe the instruments as well. And then we decide how we feel about it in the end, whether it truly deserves our vitriol or, you know, maybe it's actually not as bad as we thought in the first place. So, yeah. Hello, I am Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome. No, actually, you know hi, what? You, you've you been suitably hey. welcome. Just sit the fuck down and listen to the goddamn podcast. All right. Put on That's your right. seatbelt. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. Put on your seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Put on your put on your uh, your bike guard. <laughs> 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 we're, we're actually going to we're talking about two songs tonight where, that people recorded without having shit in their mouth, which I respect. I like that. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're dipping back to a in a simpler time where you just where you just had your mouth and your tongue and you just sang into the mic and you know you didn't need to like stick a bunch of crap in there. Yeah, you may have had a whale tail thong poking out of your low cut jeans, but mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. voice was crystal clear and clean. <laughs> and speaking of which, tonight's song that we're going to be talking about, going back to a simpler time, is a song so simple that it's just insufferable. My choice this week is Oxford Hama by Vampire Weekend. Oh, cool. I, I kind of give a fuck about that. Yeah, I mean, this is a band that came out and like, I don't know, they got everybody real excited all of a sudden. I feel like they were just all over the place. And I, I, I don't know, from the very beginning, like I was listening to this kind of music at the time. I feel like I was right there. I was just like, I was in college. I was listening to college radio, all that. And just this band never did it for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it sounded like four guys that got really lucky that the right person heard them and decided to make them big. And there's just so many other bands that I've heard that I think are so much more talented that never got as big as this band. And it's just always pissed me off a little bit. So, yeah. Well, I, I remember uh, when I was living down in Los Angeles around when this band was popping, I just went off on a rant one night to my buddies about Vampire Weekend and how much I did not like their music. And I did not know the friend group that I was sort of trying to ingratiate into were all close friends with these guys. And they were all at this party. And I pretty much never broke into that circle uh, after after that. Yeah. What do you know? They were all vampires. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky, yeah. Ryan. You really dodged a bullet in that one. So. I, I think so. Yeah, because I remember you turned me on to like My Morning Jacket. I feel like that's a band that's sort of adjacent to this one, but, you know, better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, like these guys, like Ezra Koenig, the lead singer, he toured with the Dirty Projectors for a long time, which is like Great definitely a, an absolutely amazing band. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but then these guys just sound like, a, I don't know, they just sound like a lazy bunch of frat guys that decided to like do their best to make a really trendy band and somehow they did it mm-hmm. and it was yeah it's kind of one of those things where like i mean even so many of my friends at the time loved this band and they were all like and i was just like what am i missing like why you know like if all these people that i love and respect their opinion and everything they all love this band like what's wrong with me yeah. but you know what i go back 15 years later and it still just bugs the shit out of me so I think that I've made the right choice. Yeah, it's not you; it's them. You would say that maybe it sticks in your craw. I would definitely <laughs> say that it sticks in my craw. Like I've had, I've had surgeons look at this in my craw, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, we can't remove that." 
that is stuck in your craw. That's not going anywhere. At this point, the craw and you have a kind of a symbiotic relationship. If we remove the craw, we kill you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We feed each other. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Just a nasty, stinky barnacle. (laughs) Just. Stuck on my whole <laughs> situation. <laughs> well, that, that I think that was their next album, Stuck in My Hole. <laughs> they they stopped talking about grammar and just started talking about just orifice trauma. <laughs> so what, what 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 makes it an Oxford comma, guys? The Oxford comma. Okay, so I'm not actually going to go to the to the YouTube's or the Wikipedia's for this one. I, here's my here's my here's off the dome understanding. Like when you make a list of when you say when you when you say like you're writing, let's say you're writing National Geographic for kids and you go, um, there's many great felines in the world. There's, of course, the tiger, the lion and the uh, American puma. And then like so it would be the 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 tiger, comma, comma the lion, comma, comma. And the American Puma. And so that last one is the classic Oxford yeah. comma. Yeah. Mm. It's the comma before an and. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, I love the Oxford comma because I actually think that it's more in line with how we speak. But generally speaking, Americans don't use the Oxford comma, but I do. And now I even actually work in government and government is notorious for like not using the Oxford comma in writing. And it's really annoying. They're so cheap with their comma salary. I, I know, like, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Take these commas out, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. You know how much they save in ink every year by not using that comma? Yes, seriously. They're, they're doing the taxpayer a favor, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now if they could only just cleanse their colon. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I had to have a part of mine removed, so now all, all I have is a semicolon. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Yeah. Punctuation. <laughs> um, punctuation would be a great name for like a punk band. That's oh, with a K. Yeah. Like a, like if it was a punk band filled with like uh, a bunch of like high bred like upper class like New York socialites children like <laughs> our band's called punctuation yeah. oh my that's goodness true. that definitely sounds like a middle school punk band at like yeah at like a private academy yeah with their hit single mla format <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's uh, that's way easier than apa mm. anyways so <laughs> when was the first so this song stuck in your crowd but when was the first time that you heard this one because when did this song come out? It came out like what, 2008, May 26th? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this first album, self-titled I'm just album. Yep. yep. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. Like this first, uh, yeah, the self-titled album came out in 2008. It's even like widely regarded as one of the best debut albums. It's like it was number 430 wow. on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time. Like the goat list. This, Take that, this, like, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. She was number 431. Oh. So yeah, yeah. Vampire Weekend's definitely better. But yeah, and so there's several singles on this that I had a lot to choose from, but I decided to choose this song. But yeah, A-Punk was the other big um, hit off of this album, but there were several. And um, yeah, and so it came out in 2008. They had three other albums really that were kind of big. And yeah, they all did really well. They won several um, like Grammys. You know, they've, they've definitely won lots of awards. I know Ezra Koenig is like has been touring solo for a long time or like has definitely done other projects. I bet that's a fun show. I bet that's a fun show to be at. Just him, just solo, just Mm -hmm. hanging out, just letting everyone know how he's so much smarter and better than them. Yeah. Uh With his pop collar and like, he has like a sweater tied around his neck, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's like, he's like, I gotta get the show over soon. Me and Buffy have a date for nine holes. (laughs) 
Now I here's mean, my four node solo. I hope you like it, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, these guys did meet at Columbia University, so we're definitely not far off there. Like, these are definitely some Ivy League, yeah, slackers. I'd call them Ivy League half half wits. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, this you know, this song just start to finish really bothers me. Like, I don't know. Should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's go. Do. Yeah. Do we want to take a moment and watch the video? I have never seen this music video before, but if it is not like a Friday night where a bunch of vampires go out and eat a bunch of people and suck their blood, I'm going to be so disappointed. Because <laughs> that would really fit this song. Well, prepare to hate your life for four yeah. minutes. Here we go. <laughs> Commas are quite complicated because they don't just do one thing. Actually, commas have many different jobs in the sentence. Well, those three minutes and 24 seconds passed relatively painlessly for me. Yeah, maybe it's because they uh, chaptered it out like a book. You, you knew the progress as you were going through it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's the worst student we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Rushmore, like it's so. Yes. I mean, did did West? Did, did, did okay, West hold on. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all were thinking the same thing we right there. Absolutely, all thinking the same thing. So yeah. So so to bring it back, yes. Uh, and sorry, I I didn't mean to cut you up, Brian, because you were starting to say this. But it definitely like my biggest takeaway from this music video, which in the context of everything else about this song, the video does not bother me too much. But it's definitely just a group of guys that watched Rushmore way too many times. It just feels like a Wes Anderson movie. Like the font, even when it says like chapter one, two, three, four, like the font is exactly the same. Wes Mm -hmm. Anderson font. Yeah. 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 Um, Which, I mean, I guess I should maybe look at the liner notes because if this video happened to be directed by Wes Anderson, then that would kind of be like fucking rad. Control F, Wes Anderson. (laughs) Yeah, right. Control V. It was the... Do do you want to know about this music video? The music video is actually directed by... Comedian and vampire himself, Richard Ayode, mm-hmm. who was uh, who was famous for being in the in the, the IT crowd and um, oh. that other vampire show, and he's just kind of like an English hilarious, great great British comedian. Wait, is he the bloke with the hair, the, like super he, nerdy? He's kind of the, like the super nerd in IT, in IT crowd. Yeah. yeah, hilarious. No, I loved him in that. Um, and then. Uh, he said it's the video drew heavily on impressions of the works from American filmmaker Wes Anderson. Yeah, ex- except for being like interesting, which is mm-hmm. they left that out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, creative, they were trying to do too creative much. Choice. Yeah, yeah, too much without enough attention to detail, which is Wes Anderson's. You know, he's yeah. so precise about his color scheming. His yeah. every single prop is like a. Chekhov's this or that. Yeah. yeah very <laughs> Chekhov's yeah. blue button-up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did also appreciate, I mean, I, I liked the single shot, you know, of the video. You know, it reminded me of like a Modovar or like, like some other great movies that have that long single shot in them. Um, I really appreciated that. It reminded me like, I mean, but kind of like the song where it was a long single shot, like a single take which is what I feel like that song is. And like, it has little errors in it and it's not that interesting. And it just could have been so much better with a little bit more work. Yeah, you know, Dick Aote, man, he's funny. I wish that video were funny. I would yeah. have saved it. I think they were actually kind of trying to be like funny in a, in kind of a like offbeat British way, but they just completely like missed the point 
of what that is. Like, like I, I think there was some funny moments in it, mm-hmm. like how they there there's there's a moment where they're kind of setting him up for this uh, track shot where they actually show you them setting up the track. That's mm-hmm. kind of funny. And then uh, there's he he has to like show his papers, I guess, yeah. at a table. And then a guy, two guys, like move the table. And then they just stick with the guys for like 10 seconds while they're just like taking the table <laughs> off the set. It's yeah. like, these are the most interesting people that we totally want to follow. Yeah, I was just like, let's go with them. What other kind of furniture moving are these guys doing today? <laughs> yeah, I want to see these fellows on their union smoke break. Let's see what they're up to. What are they talking about? <laughs> Out of this bloody barn. Got all these kids running around. Oh. Okay, so sorry not to jump ahead too far, but I'm seeing there. There's actually like a thing about checking your passport in the lyrics. So yes, yeah. okay, so that yeah, sort of yeah. tracks so that why came they in had at that fellas. spot in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yes, it definitely oh, yeah. came at that spot. So it's it's like that really shitty uh, Grateful Dead. Someone was telling me about this awesome Grateful Dead uh, music video that they made when kind of music videos were young, and so the music video is essentially like a literal like visual interpretation of everything that is that is said in the lyrics. Oh my. So when they're when they're like, you know, they're like, and then I had some orange juice and it's just like a guy drinking orange juice. Like mm-hmm. every everything that is said in the in the song, they just do in the video. So that's cool. Yeah. Make make a video like that. That's neat. Hmm. I don't think they needed all the guns. The guns didn't really serve any purpose besides as like, you know, boys playing. Why were people shooting each other? I yeah. I don't know. Yep. It made no sense other than they're like, you know, like a 13 year old's like, let's make a fucking music video. Like, we got to have a bunch of guns. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, there's no guns in Wes Anderson, you know? Yeah. Very, very rarely. Rarely yeah. that someone. Yeah. Like, uh, you're just kind of like watching the music video and then you're like, okay, these well-dressed gentlemen are like at a barn and then they're starting to play a song. And then like the, you know, one of the musicians just. Well, someone just pulls out a gun and just like shoots one of the musicians and they yeah. just die and they just keep filming. And I was just like, man, did Alec Baldwin, was he on the set or something? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, too soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah, I identified most with the dude in the wheelbarrow with the long hair just reading a book. I was like, you know, that would have been me back in the yeah. day. Yeah, you rock a mean yeah. wheelbarrow, dude. I really do, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things and all the songs we talked about so far, like this video is fine. You know, it, the video doesn't really bother me that much. Um, mm. It's it's the song itself. Like, um, and yes. I guess I I definitely want to talk a little bit about the musical performances in this because, like, the lyrics are one thing. The lyrics, I think, are just, like, overly verbose and trying to be clever. And they're just, like, they're just kind of trying too hard. And yet they also need some serious editing, in my opinion. But before we get to that, the musical performances it's obviously such an amateur band like before any other instruments start and the, and the drums are just playing, they're doing their little thing. Like mm-hmm. there's an obvious like little error in that, that if, I mean, if I was recording the song, I would have absolutely, absolutely stopped and just been like, okay, I'm going to like try that again because I fucked up a little bit. Or if I recorded that and then had to listen to that song over and over again, like it would just bother me. So yeah, like that's, that's in the, in the intro, there's like a yeah. drum error. Like yeah. explain this to me. Yeah, there's just like he's just like late by like a quarter of a beat. There's like oh, this okay. this little like I mean it's it's minor and most people are not going to hear it for sure, but like I am a musician that I mean I like to think that I'm a musician that also plays for other musicians. Like if I expect people to listen to the music that I record as much as 
you know, like listen as intently as I listen to other music. And so those little things, I mean, I don't get super caught up in the minor details, but like if it's a drum only intro like that, and it's got this like little thing about it, like that would just drive me nuts. I would absolutely do it again. But I guess that's also just kind of showing what's about to happen throughout the rest of the song, which is like the Mm -hmm. there's tempo fluctuations throughout the song that are like not intentional in my opinion, at least not to the extent like other bands like modest mouse have done tempo fluctuations like brilliantly, but do it very intentionally. Yeah. And this, and like this song just sounds like tempo fluctuations that are because they're, undisciplined or just they get excited because the chorus is coming and so they speed up and then they go back to the verse and then it just like slows back down again and when it just when it slows back down into the verse just by a few beats per minute it like takes all the momentum away from the song yeah and so absolutely yeah so like little moments like that in the song and the performance of the song and the instruments really bug me and then yeah i mean i made a smart ass joke during the video but like the guitar solo is it's it's not a guitar solo. The guitar solo is st- uh, uh, like a guy who has learned to play like a year and a half ago and he's just like noodling. Yeah. Mhm. It's really disappointing. It it definitely pulls more energy out of the song. It doesn't build up in any shape or sense. It it no. just If anything it builds down. It really does build down and it doesn't like it doesn't end on like a traditional note that would be like a lot of tension to bring yeah. you into the next chord. So it's like just this in the middle nothing ending yeah. with an already super slow paced solo that's super simple. If you have such a simple solo like that, you're gonna want to write it out first. I got. I hope to God he didn't write that out. I hope it was just <laughs> in the in the moment because yeah. if he wrote that, oh, you think he just he just Im- improv that one a first take. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, like that's what this song sounds like to me. The song sounds like like when they recorded this song, it was like the first or second time they had ever played this song before. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. And like the lyrics are the same thing. Like it sounds like he just jotted down all this like bullshit and somehow found a way to like fit it into the lines where like sometimes he has to add all these extra syllables in in lines of the lyrics. And it just it gets weird and he has to like rush it and it does all this stuff. And it's like, you could have easily just taken out those two words, said the exact same thing, and it would have actually fit naturally with like the way that you're singing because otherwise he's singing kind of slow and on rhythm. Do me he, do me he. Yeah, it's like the, it's the line. So he says like, he says like, take your handbook. It's no trick. Take the chapstick, put it on your lips. And he like has to shove all these words. And it's just like, I said, your motherfucking lips. (laughs) (laughs) Let me smell your lips. (laughs) But he could just say like, put the chapstick on your lips. Like it would sound like the the previous line. And it would have good like parallelism. You probably already know how to use chapstick. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. A lot of these songs that we've been critiquing lately just have a problem with lyrical pacing. Yeah. They're like stressing weird syllables, they're rushing too much, or they're just, just yeah. shoving too many words, you know, mm-hmm. into like a into a verse. Like a real turducken of a verse. <laughs> yeah, which I think if you're if you're Ezra, uh this, you know, extremely well educated man, according to him, he's read the English dramas. <laughs> he's he's like a super, you know, super smart dude. And like he, I, I think he feels like the the way that I'm kind of gonna get this across is just by like filling up the song with all of these 
it, it's some sometimes it's references, sometimes it's just nonsense, you know? Like yeah. like fi- like filling the verse with something like take the chapstick, put it on your lips. It there's nothing. That's nothing. There's no there's no connection to anything. You could read this like a poem and you would just be like, I don't know what are you mm-hmm. trying to say? Yeah. It is really just like a collection of sentences. And some of them are definitely, they seem really erudite. And then uh, he was kind of doing something that I think a lot of people were doing in like the 2000s uh, in in rock music and popular culture and just kind of being like, but I also listen to MTV, so I know who Little John is. Mm-hmm. He yeah. always tells the truth, doesn't he, everyone? We all know Little John. Hey, oh, and he's uh, the windows and the walls. I'm. I, we're not going to talk about sweat <laughs> dripping off of anything in this song because, you know, we're... We're like high-minded Columbia. Yeah. 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 You know what? This song would have been a lot better if you was just like, isn't it great when your balls are sweaty? Balls, 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 (laughs) and dicks and penises. Like, just, you know what? If you you don't have anything to say, why don't you just go down to your most common denominator? Instead of of trying to trick me in the very beginning of the song, be like, oh, Oxford comma, English dramas. Is this going to be some kind of, I don't know, like, do I need to, like, get out my... uh, yeah. My old English 104 textbook and like annotate this bitch. Are you going to mm-hmm. talk about bead or are you going to talk about Beowulf or something? Nah, the next thing he's just like, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to put on chapstick. And I like little John. It's just like, it's <laughs> great. And then he talks about the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbed to Dharmasala, met the highest Lama. His accent sounded fine to me. So it sounds like he's he's talking about why be so proper with your with your English? Why be so snooty, right? Yeah. Which, that's a cool idea, I guess. What what it comes off is just like, his accent sounded fine to me. Yeah. It's just like, well, who was ever even talking about that? Were people dissing the Dalai Lama because he yeah. spoke with a Tibetan accent? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? The Dalai Lama doesn't give a shit about what you think about his accent. The Dalai Lama just wants to reach the highest heights of, you know, uh, mental and spiritual awareness and make out with kids. Yeah, to just suck on the tongues of young boys. That's that's all. Yeah. I, I actually saw the Dalai Lama speak, and that was one of my great things that my, me and my dad went to see him after I won, like, some award in high school. Mm. And uh, and we would always be like, yeah, we heard the Dalai. He was so wise. And then that came out, and I was like, God damn it, Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> you done goofed. Can there be one man on this earth that isn't a total creep? <sighs> uh, once again, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. That's true. Yeah. Let's see. I I want to say this is definitely during the time when the like Korg keyboards were just the thing. Everybody had one. Yeah. Yeah. And this is heavily prominent in this track. And it just honestly makes the whole song feel that much more empty. There's Mm -hmm. so little going on. A little bit of keyboards, a barely audible rhythm guitar section. And I don't even know if the bass was plugged in. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember it already. <laughs> yeah, it was plugged into the barn in the music video, but I don't know if they had power. <laughs> uh, the keyboard is like the simplest thing. It's just like if you've yeah. got if you've got a sweet Korg Korg synth, man, like just show it off. Maybe the 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 the, the keyboardist should have had a solo. Don't give it to Ezra who learned how to play guitar two weeks ago. Yeah. They threw in an extra little keyboard line during his solo because I think they realized like, oh man, this is just this is a snooze fest. So they had just an extra little padding with the keys, and you know those are all presets. They didn't do any kind of EQ, any kind of uh, filtering or like extra um, modifiers to the sound. It was. Yeah. It was all out of the box. Yeah. It's the whole thing about them showing up with their 
own energy and them their confidence in themselves and that just that was going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and I feel two ways about that. I'm just like that's cool. Like yeah, I I I I want the band to believe in themselves and what they do, of course. But I also feel like the whole like trope of like we're putting in a minimal effort on this and that's what makes us cool. Like I think we're all done with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're going to be that simple and basic, you need to have a much more fun song. Yeah. It needs to express more joy than this. And this, you know, just express the idea of like, don't try. Yeah. And like, I mean, there have been plenty of songs. Like I love a song that knows when to create space and when to have like big breaths in it and things like that. And like, I, I think that's a really amazing sign of musicianship to know when to play and when not to play. But like this song mm-hmm. is not one of those examples. And definitely not. Yeah. And then, and then going back also to the EQ question and like, or like, yeah, the EQ comment and the Korg, same thing goes with the bass drum. Like if you listen closely to the bass drum in this, it sounds like shit. Like hmm. it just says like flappy and crappy and all that. So just another note on the recording quality there. So. Flappy crappy. Vampire weekend, your bass drum is flappy. Yeah. Flappy. <laughs> Tighten. You know what? Hey, Tighten. do some kegels. Yeah. <laughs> Tighten up that bass. <laughs> Breathe in. Hold. 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 And kick. <laughs> Man, yeah, Andrew, you'll appreciate this. I just tore down my drum kit so it can be shipped out to Kansas when I eventually oh. get out there. Mm-hmm. Dude, I took apart all of the hardware on that thing from the mounts to the little tiny drum head, uh, like holders. All the, yeah, all the lugs. Or, Dude. or like, I mean, like, you didn't take off all the lugs, lugs, though. You just, did you no. take off the heads? I took off all the lugs, brother, because Whoa. they're all going to stack inside of each other like a, you know, nested Matruska dolls and then get mm-hmm. packed into a box. So it took like a good fucking 10 hours to get that drum I'm kit. Sure it did. Wow. I, I can appreciate the the trials of a, a drummer a lot better now. Yeah, well, you, might, I mean, you might show up to Kansas, Ryan, <laughs> with a flappy bass drum. What are you going to say about yourself then? I'm going to say, get it tight, son. <laughs> they will not tolerate that. They'll be, get out. Get that flappy bass drum out of here. Um, also, Ryan, I like that you say that uh, you appreciate like the like the trials and tribulations of a drummer because you took your drum set completely apart. It's like no drummer takes their drum set <laughs> completely fucking apart. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you let a guitarist try to pack up a drum kit. He's yeah. like, I'm just gonna exactly. Yeah, I had to like take my guitar somewhere, so I took it completely apart. <laughs> I, How am I gonna I, put my guitar back together? <laughs> Ryan can now carry his drum set in a fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, that's all. Uh, I'm, I have two suitcases packed, and they're packed full of guitar pedals, microphones, guitar cables, and three suits. That's that is what I'm taking with me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, I think it's time for uh, for final judgments on good old Oxford comma here. So mm-hmm. tonight we're going to say, you know, did Vampire Weekend suck your blood and give you eternal life and great strength and power? Or did Vampire <laughs> Weekend kind of like suck your blood and, you know, you're feeling okay, but you're just like, oh, I'm kind of tired now. Or did it like suck your blood and make you feel like anemic and you are not going to be part of the immortal race now. I think, I, I you know what? I, I think I maybe have the most positive feelings about the song. Like, uh, I, uh, because I just never thought about it. 
And I think that like most people, when they heard this song, they're like, we, this is fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's just, it, it, I was asleep. This song snuck up and bit me in the butt and I never noticed it. Took some blood <laughs> and I woke up and I was not super powered at all, but I was feeling, yeah, I, I, normal. It was like, I had a mosquito bite after this. Yeah. And I, I also, I also, uh, I, I, I kind of get a kick out of some of the lyrics, just how stupid they are. But that was before I actually read them because I thought the line was, why would you lie about how much Coke you have? Yes, and I was, same, yes. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And I was like, that's so much better. That's pretty cool. Coal. Yeah. Come on, give yeah. me a break. What the fuck are you even referencing? You guys snorting coal over in the East Coast? <laughs> What's going on over there? Just black all around their nose. <laughs> <laughs> They just they stand the the coal miners. All right, yeah, I'm gonna say this. Um, after I was bitten, uh, it's a little more severe symptoms. I think I I had to take my quinine because mm-hmm. I had a touch of the malaria. Uh, it was it was kind of rough, and especially when I'm alone and I hear this come on, like I am actively turning this off. I'm saying, "Fuck, is this trash?" If I'm in with company and this comes on and like people are kind of vibing to it, I'll just kind of let it roll off, you know, my back. Um, it's it's not it's hard to not judge this against all the other trash we've been getting into. Yeah, because it really does make this a, a you know fairly decent song. It's yeah. But did it's they not. tour with Leah Kate or? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. They were touring with uh, Dirty Projectors. I mean, matched up against them like. They couldn't have been doing great. No, they were definitely definitely opening up for Dirty Projectors. Yeah, and I would be very disappointed if this is what I heard before they came on as the headliners. Yeah, and if someone someone came up to me and was like, oh, you like Dirty Projectors? Check out this song, and they put this on. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, what's, yeah. What's what's funny is the people also search for has a really interesting thing in there that just does not make sense to me. Thieves in the Night by Blackstar. Huh. Oh, shit. I have that also. Um, Isn't that weird? That's that, like that's just nonsensical. It's like do you, would you like something actually good and lyrically satisfying <laughs> here? Try this. <laughs> yeah. That's like McDonald's being like, "Would you like french fries or celery sticks?" Oh, uh, yeah. See, I've got a much more appropriate, like people also search for, which is Len Steal My Sunshine. <laughs> there you uh, go. Mm-hmm. They're like, would, would you would you like to feel something and, and kind of get up out of your chair? Oh, God. Um, uh, or, I mean, here's here's the better version, like not even one of my recommendations, but in terms of this time and good music that was being made in the similar vein, which is MGMT Kids. Like, yes, like that song fucking hits. Like, I love that song. So mm-hmm. that's something much more... Um, but yeah, to give my judgment real quick, I mean, I think I've made it relatively obvious, but I will say that, um, when I was bitten by Vampire Weekend, I went full on Blade and I was, and I like, <laughs> whoa, I, cool. I, Daywalker yeah, over here. Yeah, exactly. I found, I like, I almost turned, but then I didn't. And so now I've made it my mission to destroy all Vampire Weekend. Uh, <laughs> and, yes, and so it yeah. looked good doing it. It looked good doing it. Exactly. Man, my favorite part of that movie is when he like tosses the fucking ninja stars or whatever. Yeah. Was that the part? Or he like shoots some vampire and then he just does a fucking epic fist pump and you see him go, <laughs> yeah, yes. like 
in. <laughs> like he just hit a three point shot. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my favorite part of that movie is where uh, after he kills the bad guy and he just kind of looks around and he, and he kind of mumbles to himself and he's like, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I'll like say that to myself sometimes. <laughs> just it's just so on point just about life. It's just like, oh. yeah, you nailed it, Blade. You've you've seen it. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was like a circa 2000s hardcore band track title for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Somebody somebody nice. quoted that. Yeah, yeah like it kind of like and you will know us by the trail of dead, but exactly. It's, some motherfuckers always try to ice skate a bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Godspeed you black emperor. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate a bill. Uh, I love it. All right, cool. Well, uh recommendations. Recommendations. Uh yeah, Brian, why don't you go first? Well, this song really reminds me of a time in my life when I was like in college, just like got cut off from the Internet because I used my kazaa too much. (laughs) So I was like, well, how am I going to get in touch with new music? I guess I'll just watch Saturday Night Live. So I was watching a lot of Saturday Night Live. And um, I definitely remember watching these guys come on Saturday Night Live and be like, oh, okay, that's that's what's going on. And it really reminded when I when I see this guy play his guitar so just joylessly and violently and like artlessly, I was really reminded of a band that does that exact same thing, but whose song that I actually really dug at the time, not that I listened to it that much, but if it comes on, I will actually like it, which is Last Night by The Strokes. Yep. If you want to hear someone just like hitting their guitar hard and it actually sounds good, like Last Night, it's awesome. Right. And also the... The fucking lead singer totally kills it. And uh, he's also a guy who's dealt with addiction and kind of come back from the brink, which is we're fucking proud of them for that. So, mm-hmm. hell yeah, well, the strokes. Well, he uh, lacks in affect in his songs. He makes up for in talent. He He's a talented singer. The yeah. guitarist is a talented guitar player who has very interesting solos. I can't agree with you more. It's a, it's just a superior band. And And I would say, like, I have a very similar history, like where when the strokes came out, I didn't really like them either. But then, like about four years ago, I was kind of like, okay, I'm gonna like go back and check them out. And then I went back and listened and I was like, oh no, I was wrong about the strokes back in the day. And like, yeah, like I I absolutely respect their place in music history and all of that. But uh Vampire Weekend, upon further review, still sucks. So yeah. good call, Brian. Yeah. Woohoo. I finally had a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally, whatever. Your recs are on point. Thank um, you. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. Well, I agree with your recommendation. That's a better choice people should listen to. I still will never put on the strokes, personally. Um, I just want to make oh. that clear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's the fine. first album's great. The first album is fucking awesome. They have that really crazy guitar run in one of their songs on that first album, which yeah. I appreciate, but that's that's all I'll say about them. Um, when it comes to a band that is not super pro- proficient at their instruments yet has a lot of fun and gets you very energized, my recommendation for this week is Los Campesinos with their song You, Me, Dancing. God damn you. That was my recommendation too. No way. Fuck <laughs> you. Yes. Oh, no, twofer. <laughs> Same year and like, just like, yeah, sorry. I'll let you do your thing. No, no, please. Let's, why don't we just tag team this if we're both recommending it? Because I think we both had the same experience. We, I mean, we were living together, I think, at the time. Like, yeah. We played yeah. it all the time uh, in our flat. Oh, no, you found that song and we're like, Andrew, check out this song. And we were both just, we fucking, like, that song is amazing. So good. It has, like, the little, um, not timpani, but, like, a... Uh, 
Uh, bells, basically. Yeah, they're hitting the yeah. bells along with it. Yeah. It's just a great chant. There's a yeah. bit of the British invasion mm-hmm. flavor to it. Like, it's so much fun. It's such a good song still to this day. And they're not great at their instruments, you know? They're kind of, you know, yeah. basic. But it doesn't matter because you're having so much fun anyways. Yeah, it's true. Hell it's yeah. It's true. And the music video just fucking <laughs> rocks. Epic, like, epic cartoonage. Oh, it's such an epic animated video. Yeah. It's cool. like a simpler form of a uh, Interstella five five five. Interesting, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, mm. so everything they do is a little simple, but it's always fun. Yeah, go yeah. listen to them. Yep. Yes, Los Campesinos, you, me, dancing for sure. Um, great. Well, since you stole that one from me, um, or since we shared that one, mm-hmm. um, Eiffel Tower recommendation. <laughs> um, Another band from the same era, same style of music, also that I I think that we've already mentioned on this show before. But I'll just give him another um, bump is Tokyo Police Club. Mm. And the track to me is, I'm going to say your English is good for this yeah. for this recommendation. But also, um, Nature of the Experiment is also an amazing track. But yeah, anything from Tokyo Police Club, just another band from this era that was really killing it. And then my one other recommendation, mainly just because it made me think of it, because the music video is that single shot kind of thing. Um, so I'm just going to throw out Mr. Crinkle by Primus, because like Whoa. That, that music video is one of those single shots that's just an amazing, epic music Hell video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mr. Crinkle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that bass part. Talk about a band that knows how to play their fucking instruments. Amen. Mm. Seriously. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget, you can always get in touch with us on Twitter at YHTHI podcast, or you can send us your questions, recommendations, or whatever to YHTHI.podcast at gmail.com. And why don't you tell us a story about one time when you lied to someone about how much Coke you had? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's true. How'd, yep. how'd it go? Did did you get caught or were they like, whoa, cool, you're the man. You have you have 100 pounds of Coke? That's no, so much. Yeah. Sorry, I said coal. I have 100 pounds of coal. <laughs> there we go, for legal purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, you know, if you have a really flappy bass hole, let us know about it and how you tightened up that kick. All right, but until then, thank you so much for coming by. We will uh, listen to you next time. I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're <laughs> <laughs>